This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to a bonus-ode bananas. Hi, Scotty. That's right. Hey, Curdy B. If I sound a little slurry, it's not because I'm day drinking. I'm still keeping up with my dry 69. Don't worry. Yeah. I have a little bit of a cold, and I'm on some Advil multi-symptom cold and flu. Dude, I'm a little does, that have, does that have ephedrine in it or pseudoephedrine? It probably does. I'm not sure. But I just know that when I was recording the ads for Bananas yesterday, I, w- I started feeling a little sick yesterday, and I took it, and I sounded so insane reading those ads. I, I recorded one <laughs> ad eight times. I couldn't say temperature. I was like, temperature. <laughs> temperature. I was like, temperature. If your temperature is too hot, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, my brain and my mouth are just, it's a slow treadmill. The, those things, uh, all cold medication has never worked for me. It's always just, it's always just like, do you want to feel sick or do you want to feel fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah. That's your two choices. You could feel sick or you could just feel crazy on cold medicine. But they recently came out with all these studies uh, that all cold medication, all Mm. of it, across the board, does Mm -hmm. not work because it treats the wrong things. Oh, good. Isn't that crazy? Well, I've also been hitting myself with like the the L.A. special of like a triple ginger kale orange juice thing. And so I have so much ginger throwing, throwing, see, flowing through my veins (laughs) that I feel like... You could make a real sweet cocktail out of my blood right now if you had oh, to. Oh, hell yeah, Just baby. Just a real nice Moscow mule, sans vodka, pumping through my veins. Whenever you get sick and you just like pump it up with like ginger and garlic and all that sort of stuff, I wonder always afterwards if your body is just like, wait, but where is the constant inflammation from ginger that I love so much? <laughs> yeah, it's like you could see like cartoon dwarfs working in your body and they're all like asleep and at the lever and there's little cobwebs going off of it. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, uh, and then everybody has to kick into gear and they're all in speed and they're Wall Street traders. And then two days later, back to sleepy town. Back to sleepy town. Gus woke up at four Good. for... We have him on a new type of medication, and we can't get the dosage right. And it's so good for him, the medication, and the and the. But if we just if we're wrong by just a little bit, he uh, he can't sleep, and it's so fucked up on all, all levels. You know what I mean? Like I feel so bad for him, and then also I'm I'm a zombie all day long. I've been a zombie because it's just four, and then he just never went back to bed. Yeah, that's funny. It's sometimes you feel like you're. 
I used to really have this when we lived in New York when you had to rely on the subway all the time and like yeah. you would have these things where you were just dead to the world but then you had to go into town you put in your earbuds you walk onto the train and if somebody bumps into you don't even move it's, it's yeah. like you're just so defeated yeah, that you yeah. just kind of move through millions of people listening to like the chillest music and you're like <laughs> I am standing my eyes are open but I am unconscious it is I've been like I've been faced with a lot of like big decisions today and I've just been I've just had to be like I can't I I should not as a responsible adult make any decision today. Awesome. Like Lauren and I both we're just like we're just going to have to like go to bed and wake up tomorrow and make those decisions cuz I was like listen, yeah. like thinking about them and they were all like once I'd be like no we're definitely doing it and then I'd be like no we definitely can't do it and it would just be immediately that's yeah. how crazy I feel right now. Well, that's good because now to, uh, we're going to give advice to people in these <laughs> current states, in old, uh, old drugged up a federal boy uh, and sleepy town Rip Van Winkle are just coming in to bring the laughs and the and truly bananas advice. Follow this advice at your own. Uh, discretion because it might be the worst advice it might be great advice we're going to try our best to give you good bananas advice i was in home depot yesterday and there was this really big foofy dog like a pomeranian uh -huh. type of thing and i went to pet it and i was like hi can i pet your dog and the guy just looked back and went haha and i go oh is it a nice dog and he just turned around and kept shopping and i'm like wait a second so i didn't end up getting to pet a dog so i'm still stuck on 95 but <laughs> but the craziest thing is i'm like who brings a Pomeranian uh, into a Home Depot? Home Depot. And then acts like it's not happening. Like, if you bring a Pomeranian in there, you'd be like, sure, he's a great guy. He's like a little sponge. You can caulk with him. Like, that almost, like, huh, 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 that almost feels away. like that man doesn't speak English and yeah. he just turns, that's his response when people just talk. <laughs> and it then works. just continues on. It totally, it would totally work. It absolutely worked. <laughs> Um, shout out to all the other dry 69ers out there, which we've had at least five people say, I'm going to do dry 69, including one of our bananas whose birthday is on March 12th. So that'll be the 70th day. I think Jesse Payo, Pom Poms, is also going to do it. So, yeah, if you go 69 days in 2024, if you go 69 consecutive days without drinking, let me know and I'll send you a bumper sticker that says, I have mastered the dry 69. And here is our first listener calling in for advice. Yay. Hi, uh, my name is Maggie. Um, I have recorded this so many times to try to make it perfect, um, but I'll try to be fast. So my father's friends used to host a couple-week-long survivor um, kind of event at a campsite. Um, we'd all camp together in a group site. We'd have daily reward challenges, immunity challenges. Um, there'd be a hidden immunity gnome. Cool. Um, we'd vote people <laughs> out. At the end, the jury would decide who won $1,000. Um, there were many challenges throughout, which... Not to brag, but five slash six year old me would always win the hundred dollars for most fish caught in the under 18 category uh, because I was obsessed. Um, anyways, I have a ton of stories from this time. Um, they did it a couple years in a row. Uh, but basically, my question for you guys is um, what would your ideal survivor in a campsite uh, challenge be? Uh, mm. The more ridiculous, the better. Thanks. Love the pod. Bye. Okay. Ooh, one cool, cool dad, cool dad oh, friends. Totally cool. I really love it. I do the the part that I chafe a bit against He's is chafing. the competition. I'm chafing, mm. folks. Mm. Watch out. Mm. Uh, give me some. Give me some. Uh, something bomb. What was that? Uh, 
Tiger Bomb? Oh, to I put on so. chafing? Yeah. Hmm. What was the Blue Star? It's the ointment? powder. It's the <laughs> green it's guaranteed. the green powder that you use to powder your crotch when you're going for long walks. Oh. Um oh. powder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That is called man, I haven't that was like such a thing in college to use that kind of powder. Yeah, and it gold bombs. Gold oh, bombs gold medicated bombs. powder. Sure. De- delight a delight. You want you want to walk around New York City mm. on a ninety-five degree day mm. for eight hours straight. You bring some gold bombs medicated powder with you. Ooh, yeah. And every once in a while you dip into a, a little a little cafe or whatever, mm. go in the bathroom and you dump that powder down your pants mm. and you come out and you got your own personal air conditioner right, right in your pants. And it is delightful. <laughs> You got wind in your sails. You got two little sailboats sailing in your crotch, just leading you down Fifth Avenue. The competition um, part is what chafes me just a little bit because it it is the opposite of my relationship with the outdoors, which sure. is uh, just like uh, no rules <laughs> in, the, right. in the woods. I agree, yeah, and it's it's community, right? It's communal. Right, right. Yeah, but this um, sounds like it would probably be incredibly fun and build a lot of community. Okay, so I have a real one, and then I'll do I'll come into some bananas ones on the fly. I'll try okay. to improvise some. So the real one is one that we used to do at, at Camp Putak, which Putak. was um, who can build a five-foot-high flame bonfire with one match fastest. So you, everybody gets one match, and then Love they it. can gather everything they want. But you only They can get, take as long as they want to build their, 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 their kind of like fire bundle? No, it's one match, go. And the first person to build a fire and only use one match, and the flames reach five feet high winds. No, but I mean, like, can you build your structure that you're going to light on fire? As long as you want. You just have okay, to as long start as you at want. the same time. Yeah, you have as long as you want to build it. But if somebody goes and just gets a pile of dried leaves, when we did it, we it was raining the day I had to do it. And it was oh, wow. fun. You had to turn stuff over and you had to dig for it. It was really pretty great. And I got a fire going. I did not win that. Um, and also, there was a camp counselor named Joe who would just dump gasoline on his as, like, a funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very funny but so wait oh this is such a great i love this idea so are you allowed to gather your materials beforehand no okay so it's That's just the thing you get your match and then you go go and then everybody has their space so you scatters yeah and then everybody it's just who can build a fire and get it started using one match and the flames have to reach five feet first because i find as a person who is uh, obsessed with building fires, that all the work comes before you light the match. If you you build a proper fire, you don't touch it. You just light the match. Yep. But it's it's like an it's like 40 minutes of building <laughs> a perfect structure. Right. So do you go, well, we'll see. We'll have to let it play out. Okay, oh, let's I do some it. dumb ones. Um, so I don't really even know. So Survivor, I've never watched Survivor. Survivor is just like, do things in the woods for money? Is that it? Well, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it was two. It would be two teams, and they would both mm-hmm. compete in challenges. And then, depending on who did it the best, they would get immunity. And depending on who did it worst, that team would have to vote somebody off with like a tribal council. I think it was called where you would extinguish okay. somebody's torch, and that torch. meant they had to go home. Okay. Um. What about um? Well, there are a lot of grown men. So, what about a? Uh, what about um, a chipmunk crane? First person who can move three acorns from one side of the campsite into a hole in the other using only their butt cheeks uh, wins. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm immediately in. I'm you have to pick them up in. with your butt. You don't stick them in your butt cheeks. You have to pick them up <laughs> off the ground with your butt cheeks, however you see fit, and scurry them over. First person to get all three in a hole across the campsite wins. Okay. Two-person yeah. team. Two-person team. This is called Eyes Only. Um, and it's whoever can <laughs> bury the other person so that only their eyes are visible. <laughs> Quicker. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and it's all lined up. They're all lined up so that by the end, you just have just like four, there's four oh. mounds with just eyes looking out. Oh, that got me so good. That is, eyes only is, uh, that's fun for the beach. That's fun for anywhere. That's um, fun for anywhere. How about um, a crazy koala, which is who can climb the furthest up a tree upside down, legs first. So your feet, legs have mm-hmm, to be in the mm-hmm. air. So you could start in a handstand. You could start on a like a little somersault, but you have to climb up a tree Feet first. Who can get okay. the highest? All right. I've got one. It's called um, What's Up, Dog? And it is, uh, it's a, ha- so you have to have a hammock and you have to have a regular hammock, like a camping hammock. Okay. Yeah. And it's whoever can get a person to go all the way around in the hammock. So you're swinging, yeah. swinging, swinging, and then you go for the, what's called the what's up dog. And you got to mm-hmm. go upside down in the hammock and come back around. That's pretty great. That that that's death defying. So that one you can do at your own. <laughs> also, We're not saying you should do that. We'll break the majority of camp hammocks. <laughs> well, those seem fun. I don't remember the name. One match. One match. Bed. Listen to me. I am all over the place. Yeah. One match. One bonfire. match. Chipmunk. Chipmunk. Chipmunk man. crane. Where you have to chipmunk pick it up crane. with your butt. Three acorns with your butt. Eyes crazy only. Koala. Eyes only is crazy one of the koala. funniest things I've ever heard in my life. You have to bury somebody except for their eyes. Completely covered except for their eyes is so funny. Um, Do people still play Wisest Wizard? I used to love Wisest Wizard. No, what's Wisest Wizard? That's when you're drinking cans of beer with a group. Oh, and yeah. Every time you finish one, you tape it to the bottom of the one you're drinking, and then you slowly are building a wizard staff out of empty beer cans. But your uh-huh. top beer is always on top. And then every five, you can challenge another wizard who has five to uh, like wizard fight, which is like yeah. beer pong or whatever, drink quarters, whatever you want to do. And then every 10, you get to make a rule for everybody. Um, I was doing that once. And I mean, my I have photos of this. I, I went down to Mississippi once and I shaved my head into a mohawk and then taught everybody wisest wizard, old people, young people. And I kept putting my beer koozie on the bottom beer of my staff. <laughs> so you uh, would be holding so, it. So, and then also when I would drink, I would have to hold the top one because I'd have to tip the whole staff. It was all taped together. Yeah. And this drunk named Duke was like, what are you doing? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, why do you have a beer? And they call them cozies down there. Cozy. On the bottom beer, it doesn't keep your beer cold. I'm like, yes, it does. He goes, it doesn't. And then he <laughs> he would just drink vodka straight out of a like a big Seven Eleven mug thing. And so, but every like 15 minutes, it would reoccur to him, and he'd see the koozie on the bottom beer, like eight beers away from me. He's like, what are you doing? This don't make no sense. And I'm like, it does work, man. It keeps it cold all the way. And the funniest part of that is like he was grilling me pretty good. And then I don't know, an hour later, I look over and he is asleep on his feet. He's standing, <laughs> drunk asleep, passed out, standing there. And oh, they're like, yeah, man. He's in the war. He gets to do that. <laughs> Why is this wizard? Fun. And they would get pretty... I remember... I've only seen it. I've only seen people doing it. I've never played it. But did you see this? This was in, like, uh, I don't know, maybe page six. But... Um, TJ Holmes, do you know who TJ Holmes is? Yeah. He's, I, I guess he's a host of uh, some sort of daytime... Yes. Talk show. Sure. He has, I guess, a new podcast, and 
and then and they're doing Dry January, and yep. just offhandedly, I guess he just was like, I mean, I I could I could drink eighteen drinks a day easy. <laughs> That's the guy that was having the the sordid affair with his co-host. Oh, was then, it? And yeah, then yeah, yeah. They left their partners, and then their partners got yes, together, which exactly that seems to happen quite a bit. Um, but eight, I was like eight, like to casually mention 18 drinks a day as a person yeah. who is able to put away many drinks a day. Beautifully. 18 is so much. <laughs> that is so many drinks. It's so many drinks. It's like, what's fascinating about it is that in one day, it's more than you're recommended, uh, for the whole week. <laughs> Shit, fine for the month. I think you're already supposed to have like. You're not supposed to have any, but if you have two a day, if you're you know a guy your size, they're like two a day. Yeah. So that's fourteen. And guess what? You know what's really funny in Australia? It's three a day that they sure. recommend. Well, they're fun <laughs> down there. They know what they're I doing. I love it they're how fun. it just how it's honestly like culture based. You know yes. where they're just like, come on, two a day is a little stupid. Don't we all agree? Let's make it three a day. Come on, it's sunny. It's nice weather down there. They have great weather. They have a good economy. There's a lot going on in Australia. So why not? have three drinks a day i was reading from my old because i was trying to i was trying to come up with some new ideas for jokes and so sometimes i'll go back to old joke books yeah, smart and look for old ideas and i went back to a really old joke book and it was when i was dating laura the australian <laughs> i had written in the oh, book yeah. dating an australian is like dating a frat boy <laughs> <laughs> well yeah Dating an Australian woman is like dating a frat boy, a freshman frat boy. You I was just like, didn't it, really have frat stuff. Like it, no? they did, but it wasn't. We didn't have big Greek life. But every once in a while, you'd see a great one. Like this one guy, Zach, knocked on my door and he was like, "Can I borrow all of your t-shirts and pants?" And I was like, "Why?" He goes, "I need to wear one hundred pieces of clothing oh, to, so and walk." And so he just looked horrible. He just oh, looked that's like great. a starfish. <laughs> that's a good bit, but. I mean, that's a good bit. That's I'm a fun bit. That's an easy you. bit. Not hazing. Not hazing. I declare it not hazing. It's not uh, hazing. Here we go. Also, uh, any Australian woman that would be offended by that would want to fight you, just like a frat boy would want to fight you. <laughs> Alpha and I'm Lupa. sure. And I am sure it is a huge, a huge country. I'm sure uh, there's many Australian women who are not. Who don't drink as much as frat boys do. I miss um, the banana phone only for the Australians that called. Really? I, oh, the they're best. delightful. They're honestly delightful. And respectful they're, in this crazy way. They would be like, you know, hey, mate, it's so-and-so. I'm in this town. I'm doing these things. I know I only have 45 seconds. You're the best. I want to tell you about this thing that happened to me. It was really crazy. Okay, I'll let you go. Bye. And then I'm like, wow, thanks. And then the one dude that would play Pokemon Go on three or four phones at the same time or just call me mid-Pokemon Go, I was like, I love, I miss that guy. I hope he still listens to Bananas. Wow, he would play Pokemon Go on three or four phones. Yeah, and he would be like out in the middle of the day and he'd be like, love what you guys do, listen to you doing these things, playing Pokemon Go on my three phones. Okay, I have them on my bike. I'm riding around. And I was like, yes, this is how you beat the great Quar." Do you remember there was that guy in Asia who had like a hundred phones on a big stick that he would just play Pokemon Go on all of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we posted that on our Instagram we did. once. It's incredible. Okay, here's another one. Hello, banana boys. I am seeking some advice. Mm. I just started this job about three months ago, and I absolutely love it. I really get along with my coworkers. It's I work in a small little office. I love it. But I deal with a lot of paper, and I'm the one constantly doing the filing, and mm -hmm. it makes me sneeze often <laughs> at work. 
and I'm a loud sneezer, and I often get made fun of for it. So <laughs> I've, like, run out of things to say, like, like little quips. Like, people are uh, making fun of me, and I'm just like, oh, hey, sorry, I sneeze, yeah. Like, I don't know. I was just kind of hoping uh, you would have an idea of something to say when I sneeze very loudly that can be funny and make people laugh. Thank you. Now this is right up the banana boys alley. This we can talk about. (laughs) My first go-to is like a sneeze. So this is how it would go. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Just from another room. If you heard that, Uh, that, that makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my buddies used to have this. Um, it was Edmund. Edmund Hawkins had a website called Burp Scream that he mm-hmm. would just mash together burps and screams <laughs> together. And it was a different sounding burp and a different sounding scream. And every single one made me laugh so very hard. Uh, did this animal say what his or her or their name was? I forget at the top. Let's because see, if- there, was, there was an additional four seconds. Here we go. Also, my name is Stephanie, and I'm from Buffalo, New York. There we go. Stephanie from Buffalo, New York. So I would go the other way, almost like a radio DJ responding to a call. Right before you knew you were going to sneeze, say, we have Stephanie from Buffalo calling in, and then just sneeze as loud as you can. We have Stephanie from Buffalo on line two. I mean, it's so unfortunate because that is really funny. Um, And God, to put the... I, what's the correlation? Is it just dusty old papers? I bet you it's what? dusty old papers. But you know what? I also would recommend maybe pops, Papa Zyrtec before before work. You know, do an allergy, do an antihistamine that maybe will, uh, or unless it's just that your nose is getting tickled by the fine particulates, then there's nothing you can do about a little tickling. Nothing. Nothing at all. All in favor of Stephanie sneezing, say sneeze, and then and then yes. sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a bummer. I've had those jobs. I've had those temp and office jobs um, where you just have to stuff envelopes and papers uh-huh. and file things for weeks at a time, and it is it does put you different headspace. It, it is. I, you understand factory work, like when people are like, "Yeah, you start to lose your mind." I'm like, "Yeah, I remember that." Um, I used to have to do it in the basement of an of a vice principal for a Catholic school. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! And uh, and it was just like stat. It was stuffing. It was stuffing letters for a chamber of commerce. I believe I was eighteen years old, and um, he was just a little a bit of a creepy guy. Surprise! Not surprise! Not surprise! Surprise! And I was in his little basement, just working for hours by myself. And I can still, I can, you know, oh man, I can still taste the, uh, the, the paste that was on the envelopes that I had to lick, uh, and like seal them after each one. Cause it was just like thousands and thousands of like envelopes that I was stuffing and then licking and then, and mailing. Ooh, I'm surprised you're still with us. What if we flip this? What if we figure out a way for Stephanie to reward the person who says, God bless you or... Or whatever yes. they say there. So what if we say you need to get a big plastic nose, like Double Dare style? Maybe not mm-hmm. that big, but a big mm-hmm. one. And get just, you know, what do people like? Reese's peanut butter cups? Maybe peanut butters out because there's a lot of nuts. Kit Kats. Kit Kats, mini Kit Kats. Love Fill them. that plastic nose with Kit Kats and let everybody know. First person to say God bless you gets a Kit Kat. And then when you sneeze, whoever says it, just throw it at them. Throw them a Kit Kat. 
mm-hmm. all around the office. Then suddenly people aren't rooting against you. They're rooting for you to sneeze. And then they don't think you're a villain. They think you're a hero. That's what I call a classic Scotty Flip the Script. That's right. So get yourself a plastic nose, which I'm sure <laughs> exists on, on the internet. I was thinking about eBay the other day, Kurt. Do you ever think about eBay? Uh, <laughs> barely. Go ahead. So, you know, this is what I was thinking. eBay, I was trying to think of the oldest websites that haven't really changed that are still being eBay used. hasn't changed at all. <laughs> exactly. And it's... If exactly. filled with scams. I tried to sell something on eBay once, and I was just contacted by scams. But it was yes. like robots trying to get me to mail them the stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, it is weird that in 2000-whatever, we, you and I knew what eBay was. Every late-night host, every yes. Leno and Letterman joke was about sell it on eBay. And then if you go to eBay now... It looks basically exactly how it's looked (laughs) for 21 years. And I was trying to think of another website that's as old that just never... Craigslist. Craigslist. It was the exact same time. And Wikipedia, I don't know how old Wikipedia is, right. but that's basically looked the same. But it's fascinating that, like, with all the innovation, there's always new websites, and there's always, you know, there's TikTok, and there's now it's like, but good old eBay, just chugging right along, just a yard and sale. I bet online. you, I know, and I bet you it's because a lot of their customers are on dial-up. I bet you that's exactly why that they're still on dial-up. So it's just like. Is that a thing? Yeah, it must be a thing. People are still on dial-up, right? For sure they're still. I mean, uh, for some reason, whenever you try to get new internet, they try to get you a landline. So (laughs) I don't know what that scam is, but they're like, and you probably want a landline with that fiber internet. It's like, like, why would you think that? No, I already (laughs) am getting a phone from you. That's okay. like when if you buy a, a car and they're like, and would you want to get a horse with that as well? It's like, no, I have, I just got a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Stephanie, go, go find a big plastic nose, figure out what the most favorite majority candy is. And every time you sneeze, the first person to say, God bless you or bless you, just throw them without even looking and keep filing away. Make you the highlight of everybody's day. Okay, here's another one coming our way. Hey, banana boys. This is Trina, a day one California bananimal who lives in a very small town in Norway. And I need some bananas advice. I'm turning 30 in February and I would like to have a party with my friends to celebrate. And I would like to have some kind of a theme for my 30th birthday. Everybody gets a cake. I have no idea what to do and thought you guys could probably come up with some pretty great ideas. Thanks for being great. Bye. Everybody gets a cake is the first thing that came to mind. So if you invite 10 people, you're going to have to buy 10 sheet cakes, get everybody's name on it. Everybody gets a happy birthday, but you can just do the end. Happy birthday to you. Or whatever you do. Or you just do it like, like, let's imagine how long is a birthday party for an adult? Like four hours long, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that means, and if you have what? So every 15 minutes, it's another... (laughs) There you go. It's another birthday celebration. Yeah, and, so, like and that, that person gets to blow out their candles and make a wish. So every person gets a sheet cake with their name on it and gets to blow out candles. I think everybody will have a great time because then you go, now it's Kurt's turn. And you go, all right, Kurt, make a wish. And everybody poses and cheers. Make it about everybody else. Everybody gets a cake was literally the first thing that popped in my mind. 
I mean, and it's it's brilliant and it's genius. I love it. And it's not that expensive. Go to mm-hmm. whatever grocery stores they have in Norway and just buy some little sheet cakes, some little, you know, I think it's fun. Also, it might make you more selective of who you invite. You might only invite your 10 closest friends and then you only have to buy 10 sheet cakes. <laughs> Another idea, too, to go mm-hmm. with that idea is that at my 30th birthday, I had a cardboard cutout of myself that yes. Matt Murphy made of me. Um, that was just standing and welcoming people. <laughs> was that the dance party one in Midtown or like in the 20s? Yes. Oh, yeah, I was the there. dance party one. That yeah, yeah with a lot of Red Bull and oh. Colt 45, I believe. Yeah, that was a wild party. And a pile that was a wild coats. fucking party. A pile of coats because you have a winter birthday. And so we yeah. walked in and somebody was like, hey, Scotty, just throw your coat on that pile. And like we walk, I was with somebody else, and we just threw it on this giant pile of coats. And then I just saw you dancing so hard. <laughs> it was it was at a I guess it was above a a studio, mm-hmm. meaning like a rehearsal studio. And so it was just a huge, yes. big, empty space. We had a DJ. We had a very good DJ. Yes. And we had like good lights and stuff like that, and a really good sound system that I had to like go and pick up. Um, from the Madagascar Institute. Thank you, Madagascar Institute. Thank you, Hackett, um, who like lent us the sound system. And then at like four in the morning, we had to like break it all down and put it back in a car and like lock the car up and park it overnight. But that's, but yeah, that was a, a crazy cut out of you, but that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So if you got cardboard cutouts, I don't know how expensive cardboard cutouts are, but going with that is like when they walk in, there's 10 cakes, 10 cardboard cutouts of those people behind the cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I then, like a cardboard cutout of the birthday person of Trina. Yeah, uh, that's cool because then you can be like, "All right, so s- just to go take this thing on an adventure with you." It's your flat Stanley. It's your party Trina. There you go, party Trina. Everybody gets a cake and party Trina. Those are our votes. Where somebody you take it to work, take photos of party Trina until people get bored of it. But that's a fun idea. I want I, send it to LA. We'll take a photo with party Trina. Also, I recently found out I'm 6% Norwegian, so I can really relate to Trina on a very sub-10% wavelength. All right. Here we go. Hi, Banana Boys. My name is Lexi, and I'm looking for some advice for a 10-year high school reunion that's coming up. Um, So, yeah, my high school reunion is coming up this year, and um, we're doing it at McMinniman's Edgefield, Uh which is a really cool McMinniman's location. I think you guys have brought them up in the podcast before, but this location has multiple bars, multiple restaurants where you can jump around, open container, and, you know, move from bar to bar. So if I don't want to talk to people that I don't want to, I don't have to. But anyway, I'm really nervous because I had a lot of friends in high school. I really enjoyed high school. I was one of those weirdos. But I'm excited for this reunion, but also really nervous because I feel like with this comes a lot of people wanting to brag and lots of awkward small talk. So do you have any advice for that and maybe any bits I could do while I'm walking around the reunion? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ten year. 28-ish. 28-ish. 29-ish. So I've never been to a high school reunion, Scotty. Yeah, you're well, you I've, know. I've never much. wanted. <laughs> I've never wanted to. Have you been to one? I went to one when? and it was I think I think I went to my 10 year. I think I went okay. to my 10 year and it was fine. It wasn't anything great. I um 
Yeah, I, it was downtown Baltimore at Power Plant Live, and um, I took a woman that I was dating and another a girl that I went to high school with walked up to that woman and goes, you're not really his girlfriend, right? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, we heard he was gay and dancing on Broadway. And, <laughs> and I always was like, cool. So because I moved to New York after high school, the best guess That's of what I was up to was amazing. I'm gay and dancing on Broadway. And I just it's brought a beard with me. Baltimore fucking idea. It's just like, what? He went to New York? Well, he's gay and dancing on Broadway. It's just they go to the they go to Ted. You think you're better than me? New York, 178 miles north of here. Yeah. So I didn't go back after that. But actually, it was like a perfect way to like leave and be like, you think I would have showed up to this if I was dancing on Broadway? No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. no. I would sir. be performing on Broadway tonight. I have eight shows a week. Yeah, I know. It was so damn funny. Uh, okay. Fun bits. First off, McMinimins are always very fun. Yes. Um. In the Oregon, Southern Washington region of the Pacific Northwest. Look, a lot of people just a lot of people go with lying. I feel like lying is a common idea uh, at high school reunions. So you just like make something up and just go with it. I would say uh, take your old yearbook or some people call them annuals. I would say take it with you with a pen and say, hey, if anything's changed, will you re-sign my yearbook with what you want to say now? <laughs> You've had some time to reflect on it, so I would get everybody to sign your yearbook 10 years later. I just I just want you to take a look at what you wrote, and uh, and I just wanted to see if you thought that was good enough for me, and uh, <laughs> right. just kind of like correct it. <laughs> That's right, because also, then if you forget people's names, you can just yeah. look in your yearbook and you'll see their name really quickly and then everybody will be like damn she remembered all of us also what you can do is play yearbook bingo okay and so you're trying to get a row across or up and down or diagonal on a page this is great and so you're walking around and then you can just you can get out of any conversation that way yeah sorry if it sucks you'd be like sorry I gotta go continue to play yearbook yeah. bingo Troy's over there and he's the upper right corner I gotta get across yeah That's excuse me really funny sorry sorry Deidre is at my center square I gotta get going yeah exactly Take just your be like yearbook yeah yeah bring your yearbook and you just have like just be putting little like oh bring a bring a bingo ink stick that just yeah. like puts the circles on yeah yeah uh, and that's my suggestion. What are those things called? A stamper? A stomper? A p- what are those? What are those bingo? A things blotter? Called? A blotter? No. Uh, everybody's yelling at their. Yeah. Everybody's bing- yelling at their bingo radio. Bingo stank. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> bingo stanker. A dauber. God, we're dauber. It, it shows that we oh. never play bingo. A dauber. Bring a dauber. A dauber. And yeah, you don't care. Destroy your yearbook. But yeah, yeah. Bring your yearbook. Play yearbook bingo, and and tell people if they regret what they signed that they can and edit it and re-sign it right now and get it right. Um, but have fun. It's going to be a better time than you think, and you're probably going to end up talking to somebody that you're not expecting to. I talked to a lot of friends that I wasn't necessarily best friends with in high school, and just they were the most like me ten years later. Was nice. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My one of my best friends I did not speak to in high school. 
Uh, and we sat directly behind, like, it, like he sat directly behind me or no, he was directly in front of me in homeroom. And he is my, like one of my best friends. Now I talk to him almost every day and, uh, Rob Andrzejewski and yeah, we went to high school together and we did not become friends, friends. He claims we were friends in high school and I doubt it, uh, until, uh, like after we graduated college. So yeah. If you want to really weird people out to a cheap way to do that, that's also nice is go to a garden center before you go and buy as many packs of wildflower seed packets as you can and keep them in your purse or bag. And anybody that has a great conversation with you that you're happy to see, just give them uh, some free wildflowers for the next year and say, I'll be thinking about you. (laughs) (laughs) When these bloom, think about me. I'll be thinking about you. (laughs) You make the world a little prettier place. It's great to see you. I hope these pop up for you next year. I'll be thinking about you. People, so many of those will be in the trash at the end of the night. I <laughs> or people will be like, I would put it in my pocket and be like, this is actually very cool. You're there a very interesting person. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Ready? Hey, Banan Boys. Uh, my name is Alex, and I'm getting married in May. Um, my fiance, his name is also Alex. Cool. Uh, we just were wondering if you guys have any ideas for some ways to make the reception fun. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a pretty small event, like Love 20 to 25 people. Um, so we're curious, yeah, if you have any unique, um, cost-effective, fun ideas for um, things to do during that time. Um, so, yeah, if you got any uh, suggestions, that would be great. Love to hear what you come up with. Um, love the pod. Thanks. You know what I'm noticing, Scotty? What's that? Is that a lot of people are asking, like, how to make it more bananas, which yeah. is great, right? Yeah. And that was back to your book idea of, yeah. like, make it bananas. And yes. we should we should really do that. Anybody who's in the book publishing industry, we want to write a book. It's called Make It Bananas. Yeah, yeah it's to how to take any event and make it bananas. And we'll just have, like, 500 different types of events, and then we'll have, like, 15 ideas for each event on how to make it bananas. And then some of our own stories of times where we did it. I think that's a book. I think Urban Outfitters would love to put that on coffee tables in every dorm room in North America and beyond. You, you talking UO? I'm talking yeah, urban. I like when people walk there. They're like, I work at urban. Like, cool. <laughs> um, Alex, first of all, Alex. great voice. Great voice. Great that you, it's Alex and Alex. The Alexes um, asks, asks Alexes. <laughs> I, I, I have one idea that I've always wanted somebody to do. I don't understand why people don't do this. It's so easy, especially with a 25 person. Reception first, wedding second. Reception first. Feed everybody. Second. Drink, dance, eat cake, and then circle them up. Like they're going to press you to dance in the middle of the dance floor. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to get married in that circle Ooh. in a real quick, real quick wedding right in between and have everybody as it's going start chanting, I love you quietly until they're screaming it. And when you guys say I do to each other, have them screaming, I love you, and then keep partying. I love that Reception so much. Reception first, wedding second. And then have everybody go, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love... And then everybody's going to be super pumped, and everybody's going to be drunk, and on your side, it's just going to build to a great crescendo. Because everybody sits through the wedding to get to the reception. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right, exactly, 100%. I, I think that that's a great idea. I also think 
food and alcohol the moment people arrive. Absolutely. Because you imagine everyone has got everyone got there the night before. Everyone saw people, maybe mm. drank a little bit, maybe mm. stayed up later than they're used to. You know me. Then they got up in the morning. They saw people they haven't seen in a while. It's been harried. They've been rushing to get ready. Mm-hmm. And then they just show up and it's party time. That's that's like yes, as opposed to you show up and you have to do like your penance before the party time. Yeah, you and suffer. Then you, and then you still get to have the actual beautiful wedding because everyone's in such a good mood at your actual wedding. Yeah, and then just mail everybody your vows. Just mail your vows to everybody that showed up so they can read them and see how much you guys love each other. But Wait, so you're saying having... don't say your vows? I'm no, saying... you have to say your vows. Say them quick because everybody wants to dance. These people are <laughs> liquored up and sweaty from dancing. Yeah, my, my bananas advice to you would be party first, get married second, continue to party, um, have everybody chant I love you from quiet whisper to screaming as loud as they can with you guys. And... Uh, yeah, I think. And then mail your vows to everybody. So if they don't remember them, you can show everybody how much you guys, Alex and Alex, care about each other. Yeah, I say, I say I'm, it's a slightly different version of that, That's okay. which is just food and alcohol right when people get there. It's an hour. You have the cocktail hour immediately, and there's food. Mm. You, too, are introduced. You walk in. You walk around. You say hi to people. Yes. And then there's a, then there's a full wedding. You have everything you want in your wedding, and then the dancing happens afterwards. And so you go right from being married into dancing, and that that's fun. cool. That sounds fun. I can make that adjustment. I think that's a smart edit, and I'm with you all the way on that. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. I appreciate it. I think anyway, that's a look good at adjustment. Look for our book in 2025. Make it bananas. And make it bananas. Yeah. Well, thank you to all the bananas who sent in your... Uh, and people say, where do I call in? You don't have to call in. If you have Instagram, just record it as a voice message and DM it to us. And if you don't have Instagram, you want to send it, you can email it to us as a voice message. Just use your phone and send it to us and we'll play it on the air. But um, thanks to all the bananas. Thanks to Exactly Right. Thanks to Katie Levine, Lisa Maggot, and Curdy B. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas.